0: It's your boy X, and you're listening to The Bigs.
1: I take a lot of pride in just showing up each and every day, being a good teammate, bringing that energy, whether I'm playing or not, just picking my guys up.
0: That's Brett Phillips, outfielder for the Tampa Bay Rays. When I played ball, I always counted on my guys to pick me up. It's huge and it might help keep you in the league long enough to catch that one big break.
2: Jansen, that is in the center field. Here comes Kiermaier. Phillips has tied the game. A Rose Arena coming around. Throw home, now he stumbles. But the ball gets away. Tampa Bay wins it. Brett Phillips, game four, hero.
0: That's what we're going to talk about with Phillips, where the guy with the rocket launcher arm and the Hall of Fame laugh gets all that energy from. And also how it helps him to contribute, even on the days when he's not in the lineup. Oh, and you know we're going to talk about that World Series walk-off, baby.
1: I'm walking up there, and I kid you not, I have never felt so confident in my life walking up to the plate. Just the this weird presence come over me, and I said, oh, game over. Like, I literally whisper to myself, like, this is game over. Like, I got this. Stay with
2: us. Whether it's delivering groceries to a neighbor or a night off from cooking, what if touching the life of one person could make a difference for many more? Now, each time you order online or tap in store with your MasterCard at qualifying restaurants and grocery stores, MasterCard will donate to Stand Up To Cancer, one precious cent at a time, up to $5 million start something priceless promotion ends on august 31st 2021 or when maximum five million dollar donation is reached whichever comes first debit pin and international transactions ineligible stand up to cancer is a division of the entertainment industry foundation terms apply see mastercard.us slash su2c
1: what up brett what's going on there he is what's up my man
0: phillips grew up near tampa sometimes playing basketball with his neighbor Macho man Randy Savage He was drafted by the Astros Out of high school The talent was obvious
2: Here comes the throw home It's online They got him What a throw from Brett Phillips You could not
0: have a better But every time it seemed like He was about to get an opportunity Something happened He got traded Or he got blocked by established stars Or he got hurt Or he got traded Again That would change some guys but not Phillips.
2: High fly ball, deep right. Miller back. Happy birthday. Brett Phillips has just hit one out.
0: In his fifth big league season, he's still living his childhood dream. First, I want to ask you, where did the love of the game come from? Like we we know what you, you've you been able to do in your career so far. But I want to take you back a little bit. I, I knew when I was young, I wanted to be a professional athlete. I remember the specific moment. Um, was there for you a specific moment where you said, I'm going to be in the bigs one day?
1: Yeah, you know, that's funny you ask that. The other day, uh, my mom was cleaning out the house and uh, she sent over some, some old yearbooks. I'm talking second, third grade. And uh, I'm looking through them and In the yearbook it had like what do you want to be when you're older and it was second grade and I put a professional baseball player and I didn't know that I had put that uh, but it was really cool to look back and and be like wow my my second grade self would be super proud of me right now.
0: I'll never forget the time at church. Um, We had a rush from church to go to the, the baseball practice. And he starts taking off his church cl- church clothes, and he has his uniform underneath it at church. He never wants
2: but to be late. Never. So he, he, always, never he would late. sleep
1: in his uniform so he wouldn't be late. Yeah. And God forbid we. We'll right.
2: We were late, right? Uh,
1: but you know what? I never really watched baseball growing up. Um, I just played it, played travel ball starting at the age of nine, and. I just always had success. I was good at it. I played other sports like soccer and football, but you know, baseball was always something that I was the best at. Um, whether it was little league or, and, or travel ball in high school, and you know, when you're having success and you're doing well, you're having fun. And so, uh, it, I just con- had continued success up until where I'm at now, and uh, well, I'm going to continue to ride it out. <laughs>
0: For his entire pro career, Phillips has been a young player with the kind of potential teams dream about, and that's made him super valuable as a trade target. When he was in the minor leagues as a top prospect in 2015, the Astros traded him to the Brewers. Then, in his second major league season, the Brewers dealt him to the Royals, and last year, he was on the move again to the Rays. It's always good to be wanted by multiple organizations, but all those sudden changes made it hard for Phillips to carve out a consistent role. Do you feel like switching up teams messed with your development at all or maybe even helped your development?
1: Yeah, you know, it's always bittersweet because you develop those friendships, those, those relationships with those guys and those organizations. And they start to to trust you, you know, they start to see your work and they start to see you put together some good at-bats, some good plays. And the next thing you know, it's like, hey, you're getting traded and you have to kind of reestablish yourself over again with another organization because those guys, they didn't see your development through the minor leagues. They haven't seen you at your best yet. They haven't seen you at your worst. So every time you get traded over, there's that, um, yeah, there is pressure. But, you know, I, I have to give credit to the Tampa Bay Rays because when I got traded over, they're the first team when I got traded to literally make me feel like like this is where I belonged. We always talk about just
0: trusting what, what is in store for us, trusting that we're doing the right things and we're making the right steps toward becoming the player that we want to be. And a lot of times as young prospects coming up and, and playing um, you plan to play every day or make a crazy impact, but that hasn't necessarily went your way yet. Not everyone who gets to the big leagues plays a major role as a star immediately. So tell me like, what it's like to be in that in-between stage as you still look to become a star in the major leagues.
1: Yeah, you know, that was tough for me to navigate at first because, you know, you think just because you're a top 50 prospect in all of baseball— when you get to the big leagues, you're going to have four, four or five hundred at-bats your first year, right? Like I, this is my fifth season in and I am I still have less than 350 at-bats. So, you know, when I, when I got called up, I've just been like a fill-in sitting behind big name guys like Ryan Braun, Christian Yelich, Lorenzo Kane, you know, Alex Gordon, Whit Merrifield, guys that are superstars that obviously I, I want to get to that level, but not necessarily had the opportunity to get there yet, which is, you know, totally fine. It's all part of it. And, uh, so it was tough though at first when you're young and you're thinking like, Hey, I'm a top 50 prospect. I've, hit 300 at every level of the minors i'm going to be the man in the big leagues like they're going to give me a shot and mm-hmm. i here i am at, at at 27 still looking for that 500 at bats in a season but uh you know we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll get there hopefully
0: <laughs> yeah you'll be there really soon you just that's what happens when you play on good teams too man and it's like you still got to establish yourself as being one of those players that you already know you are You've been traded 3 times now and and you continue to be an up and coming player on a world series caliber team like what are the emotions and thoughts that come along with being traded multiple times like that
1: you know i yeah you you and i wish that we could have been in the league at 21 and gotten our 10 years you know but that's just not how it, it it's, it, it's a that's a small percentage of how major league baseball works and you know me i'm I'm about to turn twenty seven but I still believe that i'm that twenty one year old who's still going to get ten years in the show and I think you have to have that mentality to to be successful and to continue to have these opportunities present themselves, you gotta be hungry, you know what I mean? And, and when they do, boom, you seize it because you're ready, you're working hard, you know, you're, you're being a good teammate and uh, you're doing all the right things. And then the things that are out of your control, you don't worry about because they're literally out of your control. And you know, that's how we do it.
0: Phillips has always been a guy who exuded energy and it's contagious. People just love to be around him. And he's got this laugh. It's like nothing I've ever heard or seen before. It's really hard to describe. It sounds like he's struggling, gasping for a breath of air, but he just can't get it. Listen, here he is, talking to reliever Will Smith, goofing off in front of the camera. You got to hear it. How do you find Will Smith in the snow? Will Smith, that's you. You look for his fresh prints. Tell me, where does that all come from? Like, where does that originate from? Because you don't find a lot of guys like that in the game and just athletes in general. Cause a lot of times guys are just like focused on what they got to do.
1: Yeah. You know, I, I appreciate the kind words, uh, you know, for me, I've always been a high energy kid. Um, I, I think ADHD, uh, has some help, uh, some contributions to that energy, but you know, it's, I'm all about just like love and respecting people. And, you know, for me, that's a way of me showing energy. It's like, Love, loving and respecting people, loving and respecting the game. Um, You know, my mom, she did a great job instilling that at a young age. Just how we went about our business, right? And so I try. uh, It's obviously it comes natural now, but I just try. It doesn't matter who you are, whether you're the security guard at the ballpark, your teammate, your coach. You know, your friend, your the tree outside. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna treat you with you know the the amount of love and respect that I would treat you know my wife, my mom, my sister, my grandma, something like that. So that's just a, a motto I live by and try and uh, just be that you know that same person every day. And I'm a big, big firm believer on not having mixed reviews, right? You know, in the game, when, when things are going well, you see it all the time. People treat you great. Your teammates, when they're doing well, they're, they're, they're happy. And as soon as that, they start to uh, go downhill and they're not playing well, but you, you better steer clear, you know, stay away from them. I don't want to be that guy with mixed reviews. I want to be the same guy on, on a daily basis. Guys love being
0: on teams with you. and A positive and infectious attitude is really an important asset to bring to the game because of the monotony that comes along with playing 162 games. Can you think of any specific examples or times that your lively personality has really helped a team and, and even, even yourself?
1: When I was in Kansas City, we weren't playing the best baseball. Uh, you know, we were in lower in the standings and things just weren't going our way, right? If our pitching was there that day, our hitting wasn't there. If our hitting was there that day, our pitching wasn't there. But for me, you know, I wasn't playing every day, but I took it upon myself, and I take a lot of pride in just showing up each and every day, being a good teammate, bringing that energy whether I'm playing or not, just picking my guys up. And I'll tell you a little story. It's, uh, it's I, I've said it a few times, but not many people know. But when I got traded from kansas city to tampa bay dayton moore the gm calls me up and he says hey listen uh we traded you to tampa bay but i want to let you know that we did right by you i was like like what do you mean dayton like, he's like well the boston red Sox had called and they had a better offer on the table but we wanted to let you know that we recognize that you showed up every single day regardless of the circumstances of you not playing you were a great teammate You went about your business the right way, and man, we want to send you to your hometown team. We know you haven't seen your wife in a few months, so that was a a priority for us to send you to Tampa Bay, and you're going to have a chance to play in the playoffs. And man, it it all goes back, X, not to what I did on the field because I wasn't even playing – It was how I was as a person. And that doesn't happen in professional baseball, especially the business side of things. You get traded to whoever has the best offer, right? But for me, like looking back, that how I went about my business costed me, like in the biggest way possible, for me to go to Tampa Bay and then have that Game 4 walk-off in the World Series. That would have never happened if I wasn't a good teammate, if I wasn't a good person, if I didn't show up every day and bring that energy. They would have never recognized that. They would have sent me to Boston, and who knows where my career would have gone from there.
0: When we come back, Phillips tells me what it felt like to suit up for his hometown team, the Tampa Bay Rays, and talks about his career-defining moment, a World Series walk-off. All that
2: after the break. It's easy to touch the lives of the people closest to you. And you can, every day. Whether it's delivering groceries to a neighbor. Thank you, Kellen. Now what would I do without you? Or a night off from cooking. You got us tacos. This looks so good. We needed this. But what if it was just as easy to make a big impact? What if touching the life of one person could make a difference for many more? Now, each time you order online or tap in store with your MasterCard at qualifying restaurants and grocery stores, MasterCard will donate to Stand Up To Cancer, one precious cent at a time, up to $5 million. Together, we can start something priceless. Promotion ends on August 31st, 2021, or when maximum $5 million donation is reached, whichever comes first. Debit, PIN, and international transactions ineligible. Stand Up to Cancer is a division of the Entertainment Industry Foundation. Terms apply. See MasterCard.us slash SU2C.
0: We're back with Brett Phillips. Last August. Halfway through the pandemic-shortened season, Phillips was traded again. But this time, it was different. He was going from the last-place Royals to the first-place Rays, his hometown team. Talk to me about how you found out you were going from Kansas City to your hometown team in the Tampa Bay Rays last year. And what's it like going from a team that was struggling to an elite team?
1: Oh, yeah. So we were in Chicago playing the White Sox. It was an off day. And uh, we didn't get in till like twelve o'clock in at night. So, I mean, I remember it like yesterday. I slept, I think, till one o'clock. You know how those off days go; you get as much sleep <laughs> as you can, yes, right? Yes. So, um, my phone had was blown up. Um, I had it on vibrate, didn't hear it, and then the hotel uh, phone was ringing. So I was like, "Oh man!" So I saw like five, six calls from Mike Matheny. And I called him back and Mike was like, hey, you know, we traded you Tampa, Tampa Bay Rays. And I kind of like took the phone away from my ear and silently like was just in pure excitement. <laughs> like, let's go, you know. But then when I put the phone back to my face, I was like, Mike, man, I, I, I'm i it's this is bittersweet. Like trying to be like all sad, right. and, you know, whatnot. <laughs> I'm
0: sure he had an idea, too.
1: Yeah. You know, I, I, uh. I couldn't say uh, enough about those guys over there. My teammates in Kansas City, just a great group of guys. I wish them nothing but success. But, you know, when I got traded over to a first place team and like, you know, the the Rays went 40 and 20 last year. That's insane. And just the culture and being on a winning team, everyone was in a great mood. Um, it's hard to explain that kind of mentality and what was going on but it's something that I wish upon everyone in their career right. to experience because um there's nothing like it man well
0: t- tell me about experiencing this how many people started asking you for tickets equipment memorabilia <laughs>
1: did you have ran- yes. did you have
0: random people say that you're their uh, third cousin um- oh yeah oh yeah
1: <laughs> I've 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 heard it all um thank- thankfully X last year there was no fans allowed, so it was a great transition period for me coming in my hometown right. because they weren't letting fans in. But you know I did have to make a Facebook post uh, this year saying, "Hey, I apologize. <laughs> you know I'm only allotted a certain amount of tickets for my family.
0: People you probably even haven't never talked to in years, right? No,
1: no. Like we passed in the hallway and we <laughs> dapped up maybe one time back in high school. Phillips <laughs> back."
2: And he makes the catch and slams into the wall. <laughs> There's a nice little base plant right in the wall. Phillips, a fine athlete. And you know, this guy right here, he's going to make the play no matter what. Forget about the body. Make the play. Look how he didn't stay on the ground. He didn't have the trainer come running all the way out across the field. He gets right up and says, hit me another one.
0: But what's been the response from the city after doing what you've been able to do and being from Tampa?
1: It's been... Crazy. Um, in the in the best way possible. I don't know if you recently saw, but I'm wearing number 35 in honor of one of my good buddies, Nate Richardson, a uh, teammate of mine back in high school, good buddy growing up who had passed away uh, our freshman year. Um, so the city has rallied behind that. That was a, a very, very sad tragedy back in 2009 that everyone remembers. So uh, to be wearing his number, to to seeing the people that I've met along the way that I've made a positive impact on and now they support me is, is huge. Um, it's really cool for me. It makes me feel good that I've made people feel good along the way that they are taking their time to support me. Uh, there's no better feeling, right? So it just solidifies my beliefs and... Uh, that's that's all I can ask for.
0: Phillips appeared at 25 games for the Rays down the stretch and then four more in the first two rounds of the postseason, killing it on defense and on the base well, pass. One out, yeah, they're primed for it. You got Brett Phillips leading
2: the way, and watch his slide. You know, the throw to third base, and he goes to the back edge of the bag with the left hand. Gets a great jump, a moving jump. Now watch him go as far away from the potential tag as he can. Go to that outside.
0: He wasn't getting many at bats, but that's okay. This was Brett Phillips in the season's tensest moments. He was still keeping the squad loose. All right, man. Let's let's get to the World Series. Um, can you take me through moments leading up to you being activated first and foremost? Because you weren't activated for the ALCS, if I'm correct. Correct. Yep. But you were very active in the dugout.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Indeed, I was. Yeah, so we beat the Blue Jays. I was active for that series, and then I was active for the Yankees series. And when the Houston series rolled around, it was unlike any other year before in the playoffs. It was seven games in a row. There was no off days. So I had to get the ax 100% for an extra uh, pitcher to be put on the roster. Like, that's a no-brainer. I just felt like the luckiest man on the planet that I was in the ALCS with my hometown team in the dugout supporting the boys. I was gonna do everything I could to fire them up. You saw I was messing around, keeping things loose, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, loved it. And and that was, and and we got to we won in seven, and it was a great series. You know, shout out to Houston. That uh, was a great series. And then we we fast forward. We go to uh, Texas and play LA. Coming in And I didn't know if I was going to be um, activated till the night before Cash calls and uh, says, hey, we're going to activate you. You know, go help us win this thing. And I was like, let's go. Fire me up. Huge. You know, gas me up, baby. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, I got to pinch run and I got to be a defensive replacement up until that game four. And uh, game four rolls around probably arguably one of the best World Series games Just back and forth. It was a battle, you know. It was an absolute fight. And X, I'm watching this game full, like play out right in front of me from the bench. We're using guys left and right off the bench. Obviously, with the 28 man roster, we had extra position players, and so uh, you know it rolls around to the bottom of the eighth. G man Choi's on second base, and I go out there and, and pinch run for him. And so it ended up being three outs. I go out into the outfield, three up, three down. Here I come trotting in. I'm like, oh man, I don't, I don't, I don't know where I'm up to bat, but whew, this is crazy. <laughs> and so uh, Hoover, the bench coach, comes up to me. He goes. Hey, you're up fifth. You're going to win this game for us. Quote on quote X. Oh. He goes, you're up fifth. You're going to win this game for us. And on the outside, I was like, heck yeah, I am. Like, let's go. But on the inside, I was like, is this man crazy? <laughs> like, dude, I haven't had it at bat for two weeks. <laughs> like, I haven't had a hit for a month, and you're gonna you're gonna tell me Brett Phillips the last man on the bench <laughs> that I'm gonna win this game for us all right bet let's go so <laughs> so i'm I'm down in the tunnel and I'm thinking okay if I'm up fifth we got Kenley jansen on the mound the only way I'm coming up is if there's runners on base and they'll probably go to the lefty to play the matchup right so i'm a I'm down there in the tunnel taking uh b p off Sayar, left handed pitching coach and here I go. I'm next thing you know, I'm on deck. Ra- Randy, Babe Ruth, or Rosarina is up, <laughs> and you're like, you know, if this man doesn't hit a home run, he's definitely getting on base, right? Because he was lights out all all postseason. So put he puts together a heck of an at bat, and I'm walking up there, and I kid you not, I have never felt so confident in my life walking up to the plate. Just the this weird presence come over me, and I said, oh, game over. Like, I literally whispered to myself, like, this is game over. Like, I got this.
2: And the Rays are going to ask for the biggest hit in the life of Brett Phillips.
1: And I was just looking, and I know this is a cliche statement, but I was just looking for a pitch in the zone, just to swing at. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know how it goes coming off the bench. You're just looking for a pitch that you're not thinking about anything, but swing early, get a good pitch, and just swing, right? Side corner, strike two.
0: Bottom of the ninth inning, losing by one run, two outs, down to their final strike. Jansen,
2: that is into center field. Here comes Kiermaier. Phillips has tied the game. A Rose Arena coming around. Throw home. Now he stumbles. But the ball gets away. Tampa Bay wins it. Brett Phillips, game four, hero.
1: Yeah, it was just so crazy. After I hit the ball, you are right. Like, I was so locked in. There was zero emotion of me thinking that we had won the game or, like, even getting fired up. Like, I was just so locked in on the task at hand, which was like any other at-bat, take take a good turn, read the ball, you know, like, just, like, baseball instincts. Like, there was – was, and probably a part of me was just so mind-blown that I actually – like got a hit. <laughs> I'm not even lying. Like, I know that's goofy to say, but I was probably just so mind blown that I had made contact in that moment. It honestly it's still it's still hard to uh, believe. You know, it's still it's hard to comprehend, but in that moment, um it, I can't I can't hardly remember after what happened.
2: That has got to be one of the most unlikely endings to a World Series game in the history of baseball. The Rays have won it 8-7 on a base hit by Phillips and a comedy of errors by the Los Angeles Dodgers. And this World Series is tied
0: at two games apiece. The mistakes the Dodgers made would ultimately be scored as two errors on the same play. You don't see that much, let alone in the bigs, and especially not on the final play of a World Series game.
1: You know, again, the, they say the rest is history after I hit the ball, but absolute madness ensued, and we ended up winning that game. It's still hard to believe. An unbelievable comeback victory.
2: From the bat of Brett Phillips to that mistake by Taylor. What an ending. What a game.
0: After his hit, Phillips ran around the field, arms outstretched like he was flying. It became one of the iconic images of that World Series. Like you said, the rest is history. It really will go down in history as one of the most historic moments what else was pretty historic is you flying around <laughs> like a bird in the sky. What, what I, I need to know, I need to know what was going through your mind when you were running around the whole stadium. You broke a couple you broke a couple of your own teammates' ankles. I, I saw Kiermaier. He literally I thought he was gonna be out for the next game. He broke his ankles, man.
1: I, <laughs> Hey honestly looking back at that I said what is that boy doing? That boy what is he doing? Listen my my advice to people who who uh, are going to use that celebration make sure when you when you take off your your gas tank is isn't on empty okay make sure because you will crash and burn very quickly like I did and exhaust so much energy that I needed an IV in my arm, the first time ever getting an <laughs> IV. How embarrassing, because you celebrated too hard. Like, dude, what are you doing? That's so <laughs> but funny. But you know what, people were like, did, was that plan? Like, no, I wasn't walking up to the plate saying, when I win this game, I'm gonna fly around like an airplane. <laughs> like, that was literally my kid instinct, which I am a kid at heart, okay, aren't we all? But that was, the, like, a, being a kid in the candy store, you know, that moment was something that I had practiced my whole life in the backyard with my boys. You know, bottom of the ninth, bases loaded. You're in the World Series, two outs, three-two count. Like, we've all been in that situation in the backyard before. And to actually be put in that situation and then it happened, like, you're going to – I like, people are going to do some weird stuff, like fly around like an airplane. That's what I did, so –
0: now it's time for the x-factors you know our rapid fire questions let's go real quick just come off the top of the dome whatever your first kind of answer is go ahead with it um brett if you could go back and tell your 10 year old self one
1: thing what would it be oh man make sure you uh you brush your teeth because that dentist they don't play games you you don't brush your teeth, you're going to go in there and you, they're going to light you up with all the cavities you got. So make sure you brush your teeth. The, de- man. the
0: dentist don't play. That's true, man. That's true.
1: If you could have one meal for the rest of your life, what would it be? Oh, I got to go with some pizza and ranch. <laughs> I'm a huge ranch fan. Ranch on everything. Pizza and ranch, my, my favorite food. What was the ranch shirt or sweatshirt that we just saw you wearing the other day? What did yeah. it say again? ranch dressing is a blessing (laughs) can i get can i get an amen
0: amen amen (laughs) if you could have one day in the life of any celebrity who would it be Ooh,
1: i think cristiano ronaldo that'd be tight to playing a soccer game and uh kind of just experience his his world over across the world you know what i'm saying
0: man all over the world this guy is is a super celebrity that's crazy if I asked your closest family members and friends to describe Brett with one word,
1: what would it be? Oh, I think you already know, goofy. <laughs> this they'd be like they'd be like what you see is what you get with that guy. He is out of control. Like my wife, she poor lady, like I just probably come home with way too much energy all the time and she She probably sometimes just wants to chill and I'm just like going, going, going. But she's a saint for putting up with me.
0: Oh, my goodness, man. That's that's awesome, man. Well, I appreciate it. Um, Just want to say best of luck to you throughout the rest of your career. Stay healthy. Stay balling. Keep doing your thing. And and, uh, man, you've been fun to watch. So best of luck to you.
1: X, I appreciate
0: you. We'll keep in touch, my man. Take care. That was Brett Phillips outfielder for the Tampa Bay Rays this season if you like this episode please rate and leave us a review it helps new listeners find the show discover more MLB shows at MLB.com slash podcast follow at MLB on all your favorite social media platforms especially YouTube and TikTok and follow me I'm at Xavier underscore Scruggs on all the platforms. Our audio team is from Neon Hum Media and includes producers Haley Fager and Rob Dozer, production manager Sammy Allison, and executive producers Jonathan Hirsch and Shara Morris. Editorial support from Nick White and Vikram Patel. Mixing and engineering by Scott Somerville. On the MLB team, production support from Extraordinary Athletes. Ian K is MLB's executive producer for podcasts. Special thanks to Barbara McHugh, Greg Clayman, Alicia Mullen, and Lance Gitlin. Music by Asha Ivanovich. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.